This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. Luke chapter 5, verse 1 through 11, and we're in, if you remember, in the midst of miracles. And here this morning, we've got a miraculous catch of fish in amongst the story of Jesus calling the first disciples. It's an amazing story, um, and it just shows us very much so how in control Jesus was of all that was around him, all that was there the things that were seen and the things that were unseen. So here we are in the midst of miracles and Jesus' teaching is gaining momentum. Um, and now he begins to call, uh, as I've said, his first disciples. Um, and, and he begins with, well, where else would you start? But a group of hardy fishermen. These gents have been out all night and they've been looking to try and catch fish, not perhaps just for breakfast, but to earn a living. That's what they were. They were fishermen. Um, And I just wonder whether you've been in that situation before at work where nothing seems to go to plan. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter how hard you try. Doesn't matter how on script you stick. Just nothing seems to go to plan. Anybody experienced those days before? Yeah, they're, they're a regular, they're a regular occurrence for me. As a man who likes lists, if I can't tick something off my list, it, it grates on me, okay? It has to be ticked off. Sometimes, as I've shared with you before, and this is not a confession, but the truth, that I often write things on my list that I've already done, just so I can tick them. I, some of you agreeing with me there that that's what you do. I don't feel like I'm all on my own. But there's times, isn't there, where things just don't seem to go to plan. Um, and, you know, all you want to do in that situation is, well, let's just write the day off. Often that's a Monday for me. Just write it off. Let's roll on to Tuesday. You know, there you are catching a dog, falling off the operating table. And then before you know it, everything's gone wrong. That's never happened to me. I'm just saying it could, you know. And all you want to do is just wrap up and go home. Well, Peter, Andrew, James and John, they were absolutely no different to you and me. Ha ha, would you believe it? They were human beings. Okay, they were a lot different to all of us, clearly. (laughs) But they've been out all night. They've caught absolutely nothing. And they're in the middle of cleaning their nets. They're in the middle of wrapping up so that they can indeed go home, write it off as a bad day, and move on. And then all of a sudden, Jesus turns up. He shows up, and he starts to talk to the crowd that are with him. And then he decides that he's going to climb onto one of the boats. He picks Peter's boat, or Simon as it refers to, but we'll see later on, is Cephas or Peter. He picks his boat, and he climbs on board. And I've heard... um, from people more intelligent than me, that uh, sound travels over water. I know what you're thinking. How do I know these things? I asked Law. She said, sound travels over water, Matt. (laughs) So what happens is he gets onto the boat and he just pushes out from shore a little bit. And and Peter, you know, I would imagine at this point thinking, you know, he's getting on my boat. That's my boat. We're tidying up. Please don't get on my boat. Please don't get on my boat. He's got on my boat. 
You know, you know the moment, don't you? It's like, I just know, okay, he's done it. Uh, they've probably heard about this man, Jesus. They've probably seen him before. And they understand that there's something about him. And of course, the crowd behind him would have told them uh, that there was something about this guy. And, and Peter goes over to his boat as you would. It's like, sk- sk- okay, what, what do you want? <laughs> I'll push out a little bit. We'll get on the boat. Okay, that's fine. I'm here now. They're cleaning up. It's probably saved me a job. Yes, that's how I roll. It's probably saved me a job. So therefore, he gets on the boat and he starts to listen and he starts to see as Jesus starts to teach the people that are there gathered around him. And you know, at some point, we can read through the story that Andrew, who was the partner uh, with all these others, must have joined and got onto the boat because what seems to happen now is that the whole direction of these men's lives changes. The whole direction changes. Just a few moments ago, they were hardy fishermen wrapping up after a day or a night of no joy. Anybody been fishing and never caught anything? They call that fishing, not catching. I'm told that if you go catching, it's all about to happen. I've been fishing many a time, and the only thing I've caught is a cold, eh? Eh? Something is about to change now in the lives of these guys. Their whole direction is about to change. Verse 4 tells us that when uh, Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. My initial reaction here. Listen, <laughs> you've got on my boat, that's one thing, but now you're telling me to drop the nets as well. We, we've just cleaned them, all right? We, we've just tidied them up. They're all wrapped up. They're all ready for, you know, the next time when we know that the fish will be there. No disrespect, Jesus, but we are fishermen. Um, and we know, um, we know, and here's my limited knowledge of fishing, that we know that it's a warm country. And the fish, during the hours of day when it gets warm, what do they do? They dive. They go down where it's cool. So, therefore, the worst thing we could do is to go to deep water and let down our nets because there are going to be no fish. There aren't going to be any fish, Jesus. So let's just leave it as it is. Let's get back to shore and let's all go home and pretend that this never happened. But amazingly, Simon answered, he said, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But, because you say so, I will let down the nets. You see, that tells me, and that tells us this morning, that they had heard something. Jesus' teaching, perhaps, in those first few moments, were enough for them to know that there's something about this guy. They've maybe seen him before, maybe heard him before, and they know, they know, well, if... If this is what he says, he says, Master, if if this is what you think we should do, then I will let down the nets. He says, Master, teacher, because you say so, we'll let down the nets. You know, we saw last week, didn't we, about faith in action. As the man came to Jesus and then he took Jesus at his word when he said his son was healed. Um, a son will be well, and he turned and he left. 
You see, his faith was in action. He listened to what Jesus had said. He understood it, that this was a man that could do something. And he turned and he went. And it wasn't until he got halfway home that the miracle was realized in his life. But first of all, he had to put that faith in action and he had to step. And that's exactly, exactly the same that's going to happen here. But because you say so... I will let down the nets. Faith in action. Isn't that interesting? That we've had a couple of miracles there, back to back, and they show faith in action. They had to step into it to realize the miracle. Imagine how different it would have been if Peter had said at this point, look, that is it, we're going to leave that and we're going to go, we've packed everything up. You know, what a different story that would have painted for us. You know, Peter, who is the leader amongst equals when it comes to the disciples, Peter, who there in the beginning um, with Jesus, then they began this New Testament church. And this is this is the difference, you see, between somebody who is willing to step out and somebody who says, I can't. (laughs) Peter was willing to do because he knew that this man was something special, so he said, okay, I will step. And the interesting thing is that as we get towards the end of the story, that we'll see that Peter didn't do the stepping for any own personal gain. And that's an important note to make. Because sometimes we can be told that if we do this, if we do that, if we do the other, then blessings are coming. I need to say no more about the prosperity gospel, other than I do disagree with it. That's on recording. And should you wish to chat to me about it, then please come and see me. (laughs) But the truth here is that Peter was absolutely certain that whatever this man said then something incredible was about to happen. And that's exactly what occurs. It says then, when they had done so, they let down the nets, when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners, you remember there were two boats, uh, their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Can you imagine that? These fishermen, they know the score. They know full well that there is no way we're going to catch. It's getting towards midday. There's no chance there's any fish. He's told us to go out to deep water. We've dropped our nets. And now all of a sudden, there are so many fish that it's starting to rip the nets. And then we start putting them on the boat and the boats begin to sink. I can't really get my head around how many fish that is. But a boat takes a fair bit of sinking. And they were in a moment then where they were realizing that God had done something, that Jesus had done something very, very, very significant. And it says then in verse 8, when Simon Peter saw this, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees. Isn't that interesting? Something in this moment clicks. These fishermen were certain that nothing good could happen. They'd had a bad night of fishing. Now was not the time. They were absolutely certain. And when you know, you know, don't you? When you know, you know. When it's impossible, it's impossible. It's just impossible. 
It doesn't matter how hard we try, it's going to be impossible. They knew it was impossible. So at that, this hardy fisherman, he realised that something had happened very, very, very significant. And he knows. He isn't interested in the fish now. That's his job. He's not interested in the fish anymore. He's just heard the Messiah preach and teach. And now he's just witnessed firsthand a miracle. And his heart is the first thing on his mind. How do I know that? His heart is the absolute first thing on his mind. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. I can't be here. You can't be here. I don't deserve this. I do not deserve this. Please go. You know, how often is that the case with us? That we think we're too far gone? That we think that we've, we've pushed just one too many times? That we've gone just a little bit too far too many times and now it's just one more step and that's it. That Jesus is going to want nothing to do with me. And Jesus said this to Simon in verse 10. Don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. From now on, you will catch men. Jesus is saying to Simon Peter here, you have realized something. You have grasped that I am Jesus. You have grasped that there is something about me. But more than that, you've realized your sin. And you've aired it. How difficult is that? Because we all know that we've done things wrong, don't we? But how hard is it to say? Who's always right in their house? Oh, look at that. I'll put my hand up. <laughs> yeah. Problem is, is, I'm not always right. I'm along. <laughs> okay, I'm very rarely right, um, clearly. But the truth of the matter is that Simon Peter realized that he was a sinner. You know, and that's really difficult to accept. It's difficult for you, it was difficult for me. Because I've never killed anybody. (laughs) I abide by the laws, never been arrested. Not yet anyway. I tend to, to do my best to make sure that I do things right. But I know in my heart, as Peter knew in his heart, and that was the first thing on his mind, that I'm a sinner. And I don't deserve to be in the midst of this Jesus who has done something here that we know as fishermen is impossible. And this church is where we can find ourselves before God when we realize that Jesus is something and we start to ask the question, what am I doing here? Am I here because I've got personal gain? Peter could have had personal gain in this moment. Am I here just to catch the the glimpse of a miracle? Am I here just because the seats are relatively comfortable? Am I here because most people are quite nice? 
See, I said most there, just to make sure you're listening. Everybody's nice. Am I here just because it's something to do on a Sunday? Or am I here because I want to hear and I want to see and I want to meet Jesus Christ? And Peter, in this moment, knew that it was bigger than all the noise that was around him. And he knew. He knew. That he had sin in his life. And it needed to be dealt with. And that's our decision to make. What are we going to do with that sin? Are we going to do as Peter did here and bring it before a holy God and say, Lord, I'm, <laughs> I don't deserve this and I'm sorry. I don't deserve this goodness and this grace and I do not deserve your son. I am sorry for the sin in my life. Or are we going to walk away, take what we can, and run to the hills? Peter made a decision in that moment that Jesus was for him. And you have that same choice this morning. You have that same choice this morning to say that Jesus is for me. Amazingly, as the men got to shore, they left everything. They've just pulled more fish than they've probably ever seen in one catch on two boats that are beginning to sink. They pull the boats to shore and they leave everything. These are men that were wrapping up their nets after cleaning them, that were putting them away. This is their business, their livelihood. This is who they are. They pull the boats to shore, verse 11, left everything and they followed Jesus. Now we know that fishing never went out of their blood and indeed Peter returned to it at one stage um, and that's a wonderful study in its own right. But the great lesson too for us this morning, church, let's not focus on all that seems to be around us. Let's not get distracted by the noise, but let's focus on him. Because if we focus on him, everything else falls into place. That's not me talking. That's the Lord who tells us, seek first my kingdom and everything else will be added unto you. Don't go after the things that the world tells us to go after, but rather seek after the Savior, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Because if we get that, if we realize that, if we understand that, then everything else falls into place. Faith in action, and the Bible assures us that as we put our faith in Christ, that we will receive eternal life. And the sorry that we say, at that point we are forgiven. Imagine that. Think of the animosity that you've perhaps experienced in your life. Maybe those relationships that still aren't healed. Imagine that if a sorry fixed it. Imagine that. Think about it, because you know and I know how difficult that is. And a sorry, sometimes it's just not enough, is it? And Jesus says to us, come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Stop running. Stop going in the opposite direction. Come to me. Trust me. Believe me. Put your faith in me. Say sorry. And the Bible says he will do the rest. 
Faith in action. Miracles will always follow. You know, I want to encourage us as we again step in. You're not going to believe it, but it's going to be a new month in just four days' time. February is just around the corner. But what we want to do is continue as a church to step out for him. And, and my encouragement and what the word tells us is our encouragement this morning is that he will do the rest. Because these were hardy fishermen that knew nothing but fishing. And Jesus said, from now on, you're going to catch men. From now on, you are going to go and we are going to save souls together. Oh, what a calling. What a joy. And what excitement that brings. So church, let's step out and know this morning that he will do the rest. Let's just pray and then we'll worship together. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you this morning for your word. Lord, we thank you for the faith of those first disciples that, Lord, were willing to leave everything after they'd seen all that you could do. Father, they left their nets, they left their boats, and they followed you. And this morning, we just want to thank you, Lord, that we have that same opportunity. Father, that we can leave that sin, we can leave the old life, and we can step into it new for you. And Father, we can be forgiven as we bring our sin before you. That our assurance is that if we believe in you, if we repent of our sin, then we will receive the Holy Spirit and we will receive everlasting life. Lord, we just thank you for all that you've done for us and for the opportunities that you bring. And we just pray, Father God, that this word might settle on hearts and that lives might be changed. And we just pray too, Lord God, that you might just help us to seek out your face in all that we do, to seek your will. Father, in our daily lives, in our jobs, in all that we do with our family and our friends, that we would just live out this life for Christ. Father, help us, we pray, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.